Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Thank you guys for having me, and uh, it's a pleasure to present this case uh, of a 62-year-old gentleman. Uh, so initially, um, no, uh, he came to us as a 62-year-old gentleman, but initially presented as a 60-year-old gentleman uh, with no past medical history, no follow-up with, um, uh, with any doctors, and actually had a provoked uh, PE after uh, falling and slipping on ice, um, and then shortly after driving from Michigan to Texas. He presented in Texas. Uh, and here you can see his CTA um, kind of showing uh, uh, pulmonary emboli and uh, significant blood work uh, included in elevated troponin and BNP as well. So in the hospital, he was started on uh, low molecular weight heparin for anticoagulation and then transitioned to apixaban. Uh, again, because he had never really been assessed by a physician, he was diagnosed with a, a myriad of, of new medical problems and discharged on a bunch of other medications. He was still um, dyspneic uh, three months after presenting, um, and in an outpatient follow-up, an outpatient uh, uh, PFTs were overall unremarkable, but still quite short of breath. And a few months later, he actually presented to the emergency room again for expressive aphasia. Um, this lasted around 10 minutes. He was uh, adamant that he had not missed any of his anticoagulation. And by the time he presented to the emergency room, he was back to his baseline. In the ER, he had um, negative CT-CTA, but he was admitted and underwent uh, an MRI of the head, and that did confirm an acute stroke in the distribution of the left MCA. Because he was admitted to the hospital and they wanted to rule out other uh, potential etiologies of stroke, he did undergo an echocardiogram, and I include this again because this is a case of uh, CTAF, and it showed uh, persistent RV um, enlargement and dilation with a reduced uh, systolic function. And uh, yeah, he had McConnell sign. Again, his, his um, pulmonary embolism was around five months back. So his statin was titrated. He was started on aspirin in addition to his apixaban for his CVA. And again, for persistent um, shortness of breath and the fact that he had PEs, he was referred to pulmonology. As part of the uh, workup, even though this was in the provoked setting, he did undergo a hypercoagulable workup uh, with a repeat um, echocardiogram. His hypercoagulable workup was positive for um, prothrombin A, prothrombin gene A, uh, IgG and IgM for cardiolipin, and he also tested positive for ANA um, and anti-double-stranded DNA antibodies. His echo now almost eight months after, did show persistent RV dilation. And again, more importantly, he was persistently symptomatic. Because he was persistently symptomatic, uh, he was evaluated for uh, CTEF with a VQ and a repeat CTA of the lung. The VQ was positive for multiple wedge-shaped perfusion defects, and his CTA um, did show an improvement in his uh, clot burden. However, uh, he did have residual PE within his uh, left PA and a few proximal bilateral subsegmental branches. So he was referred to University of Michigan uh, at the Pulmonary Hypertension Clinic again for his persistent dyspnea and the positive um, 
scans. Uh, he was still quite below his baseline. Uh, we classified him as a WHO functional class two. He underwent six minute walk test, the right heart calf, and he walked 378 meters, so kind of in that low intermediate um, uh, classification is 63% of, uh, of the average. And his, um, he didn't really desaturate. His right heart calf did show, um, and again, I'll just focus on his, his wedge, his mean PA, so wedge below 15, mean PA above 20, and again, PVR um, well above two or three. With the positive uh, VQ scan, um, he underwent pulmonary um, angiography. This is uh, um, the right lung projection in the RAO and the LAO. And you can actually see, if I go back, a relative perfusion defect in the lower zones. You can kind of see uh, contrast hitting the periphery, but not so much in the lower zones. Again, just not in too much detail. In the left lung, same thing. And uh, in addition to um, already being on a Pixaban, he was um, transitioned to warfarin. He was started on Riosiquat. So seen in the BPA clinic and after discussion, he remained um, symptomatic uh, and he was evaluated by our BPA team, multi multidisciplinary CTEF team, which includes a um, interventional cardiologist, uh, cardiologist with a specialization in pulmonary hypertension, interventional radiology and CT surgery. And depending on um, the location uh, of his burden, he was deemed not to be a candidate for endarctectomy because it was not proximal disease and um, elected to undergo PPA therapy, which we'll review that um, in, uh, in a few uh, minutes. Uh, Next up is Dr. Uh, uh, Ruben Malvagam. He's going to talk to us about the uh, epidemiology and clinical trends in CTEF and CTEP. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME LLC, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.